With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to What's the Word, the show that's about finding what inspires people to succeed in their respective careers and how social media impacts their lives. My name is Cheval John, and thank you for joining me. Uh, This is the first show from a long, long hiatus, which was unexpected, and I am intending to keep this show going as long as I can because I love sharing stories with you guys and guests who have done great work in in the business and also in social media. And today you're going to hear uh, one one awesome lady by the name of Sharon Zapata. Now she's the founder of the Zapata Group and she's also the author of books, The Little Book of Startup Inspiration and Middle Finger Happiness. Now by just the last title, you're going to hear why why she is who she is with the last title. She is, she's very authentic. Now, before we get to the show, I want to say that this episode is sponsored by Bellano Media, which is a marketing agency that helps uh, small to mid-sized businesses navigate social media to build a loyal audience and the process become more profitable. You can visit the website at www.bellanomedia.com. That's www.bellanomedia.com. Now, without further ado, here's the interview with Sharon Zapata. I hope you guys have a great weekend, and we'll see you all next week. Uh, Sharon uh, Zapata, uh, welcome to What's the Word. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. I'm really happy to be here. All right. Thank you for taking the time on your busy schedule. I'm truly honored. And I'm going to start with an icebreaker question. And that question is, what was the first concert you have ever attended? Oh, my God. I'm going to date myself, you guys. I'm really going to date myself. I think I was 14 years old, maybe, no, 11 years old. It was Earth, Wind, and Fire. (laughs) Yeah, I snuck into Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, at 11 years old. You snuck into Earth, Wind, and Fire? Yes, I was, I was told not to go out, um, but I went out the back window at my house and met my friends who were older than me and took me to the concert and brought me home at a, at a great time. So it was a great adventure. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome there. I mean, I mean, Earth, Wind, and Fire, that's... that's a, yeah. All right, so now can you share about uh, your company, the Zapata Group? Yes, well, the Zapata Group is a business development, marketing, and turned into copywriting because I'm a really good copywriter. And it came about when I got laid off. I lost my job uh, 2014, I believe it was. Um, Produced too much commission and was laid off uh, at will, which means there's no reason in the state of Texas at will you can get fired because the sky is blue today and we no longer need you here. So um, that is the, the, how it started. What I do right now is write for companies. I write copy for websites, do a little bit of designing, and then the focus of the book is where it kind of took off. Okay, so now let's transition into the book. The little book of startup information is inspiration. So can you share with us about uh, about the book? 
I will. And, and, and the title of the book, it's kind of long, but I'll repeat it slowly. It's the little book, Startup Inspiration, 20 Lessons Learned the Hard Way, Damn It, from the Most Outrageous Year of My Entrepreneurial Life. And so um, I've been told that this is like me sitting down with you, having either a beer or even a cup of coffee, and we're just having a conversation on, on lessons that I learned. And some of the lessons in here well, you read the book, so you know some of the lessons in here are just really real, true stories that really happen. So that's the kind of writer that I am. It's, if it, I went through it, I share it. And, and of course, you know, I, I remember like, you know, you, meant, you mentioned that you actually had like one, you know, one of you, your heroes, uh, your grandmother. <laughs> yes. She basically taught you some valuable uh, lessons, which which kind of translated into this. So... So can you share with us about uh, Juanita. about Juanita, your yeah, grandmother? My grandmother, Juanita Rea, who passed away um, in Chicago uh, a couple of years ago. She was a very strong woman. She was ahead of her time in the 40s. She was a single mom, um, six children, and then she did marry and did not have the best relationship with her husband. It was abusive. But she would always tell me, don't take shit from anyone. And those were her words. I mean, I, get, I think when you get to a certain age, you just say it. And I re appreciate that more than ever because um, those words stay in my mind a lot. And and of course, what what were the inspiration for for writing the book? Because I know that you know you you basically had a very awesome, you know journey with running a business, mm -hmm. and then recent and then recently starting this one here. This mm -hmm. is about the group. Um, I really I I'm. Speaking as not as an expert, but as a person who is on a journey, and I share, I share all the sloppiness, the messiness, the failures, the success, and I think I hate to use the word authentic because it's overused, but really just being who I am. And so, in the book, um, it is called the little book of startup inspiration. So it's not a tech startup, um, but you know, like I wrote in here, you know, we screw up. We have to start a better way. You know, no one believes in you. Well, you have to have self-belief. Start up your belief. You have struggles. You have to start up and push forward. And you know, you have to change so you start up a new way. And so, that was um, one of the main reasons I wrote the book. So, so now let's transition a bit into uh, social media. How how has social media helped your business? Well, I started a writing platform called the Bitchy Business Briefs. And again, that came from that afternoon of getting laid off. And um, in the book, I write about how successful entrepreneurs will give you advice in 10 minutes and they will invite you to leave. So I went to see a friend of mine who's a corporate attorney, told her what happened. And she's like, go out there, start something, the Zapata group, you know, you're, you're qualified to have your own company, Sharon. And by the way, you should start writing again because she knew me as a, as a writer years ago and I stopped. And so with that said, I decided I'm going to write something different. Um, I was in my car on 69 and, what is it, 69 and, and 59 and 610, white-knuckle driving, and I was listening to Grant Cardone on his 10X Rule CD, and he said, quote, don't be a little bitch, don't be, don't be whining. And when he said that, I thought, oh, my gosh, I need to, I need to write something that's going to stand out, which, by the way, is the number one problem most entrepreneurs have is getting attention. So if you do not want attention for your business, then better, you know, it's a second thing to think about. So I decided I'm going to write about bitchy business briefs. 
It did start out as a blog, but it's really a writing platform, and it developed into what I call SBST, Small Batch Storytelling. And it has grown in popularity over the last, gosh, August will be three years. Yeah, we have about 14,000 in connections and followers through all our social media platforms. Okay, so so you you just mentioned about you know entrepreneurs uh you know standing out is like i know like now with the different uh recent algorithm changes that's happening with uh you know facebook and then youtube changing do people focus more on blogging now you know since since uh, the website is their their real estate that's a great question each social media platform is a different tool. And I will start with Facebook. Facebook is storytelling. No one has to remind us to go back there every day, especially if someone is is, is dropping what I call really kick-ass content. Um, Guy Kiyosaki, I don't know if you know who he is. Okay, you know, he mentioned it, and again, quote him, Google it. If you're writing good shit, people are gonna follow you. But write positive stuff. Yes, you can have some negativity in there, but if you found a solution, then we're admiring that person that overcame it. So know your social media platform. So Facebook is storytelling. Instagram is visual storytelling. Um, YouTube, you know, I have a YouTube channel and it's empty. I need to do something with it. Um, I do have Tumblr. It's still out there. Twitter, Twitter for me is still like that cool kid on the playground that you don't know how to hang out with. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out Twitter because it's just, you know, 100, what is it, 140 characters? What is it yeah. now? So you have to get your point across, you know, and it, again, it's a visual. So you just have to find what works for you. And back to blogging, is it blogging because you're going to review a product? You know, are you going to review the microphone that was sent to you and you're going to do a write-up? Or are you writing stories of your experiences? So that's why I'm saying I think it's more of a, I'm a storyteller versus more of a blogger. So, so of course now I remember. I think I remember like seeing while talking to some people that they said that you know many like bloggers or many people are almost like copying the same style and there's not much authenticity in their you know in the story like original storytelling. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's missing from from the blogging world or from business owners? It's out there. Uh, you have to look for it. Uh, there's a couple of people that I look um, to as writers. They're actually in the UK, and so I I don't know. That's man, that's a tough question. It's going to depend on on the individual. If you're not concerned with what people are going to think or say about you, then yes, write your stories. Um, and it depends too on how old you are. I don't know. Well, then I, I take it back. You could be a young person and not give a you know not give a crap about what others think, and you're just going to do this, and your audience will find you. And something that's really important out of this whole podcast, if anybody can take anything out of this, your audience is the product. It's not my storytelling. It's the audience. And so if you can match that, you will have a business. You will have your following. Oh, that's really interesting. You said that the audience is the product. So can you delve deeper into that? Because I think we miss we miss the point. Like we're, there's not so much list, you know, social listening. You know, like to what, uh, what, uh, you know, for business owners because it, I see because it seems as if it's just more, you know, promotion of themselves and that, not enough listening. True. Um, eighty percent, and I wrote this down, so I'm kind of reading. Eighty percent of the people will read your headline. Twenty percent will actually read the entire blog. 
So if your headline is not going to jump out, there's your problem right there. Now, the second thing is because we're inundated with so much content from so many platforms, um, I have learned that if it's too long for me to write, it's too long for people to read. And so that SDST, small batch storytelling, that's what, what I learned um, because I'm a busy person and I learned that if I can just grab your attention for two minutes, just two minutes, guess what? Your audience will grow. Uh, and you have to be secure in your interests and do it as quickly as possible because right now, I mean, how many browsers do you have open on your laptop? Anyone who's listening, you know, we may have three to 10 to 15. So your visitors are going to read and hopefully, that's a, you know, the word, you wrote enough to pull on their heartstrings and they're going to come back for more. Wow. Okay, that's really cool. So, yeah, it does. It does. So, and so, of course, now, you know, with live, you know, live streaming, do you think uh, you're going to see a lot more live streamers out there, like business owners embracing live streaming? I think I'm seeing that trend already. I know personally I've done more video on my Instagram and I'm probably 120 followers just in the last month, maybe maybe three weeks. No, it's not that fast, but it's fast enough where it's, they're, they're still with me. They're not dropping off. And so where there's engagement, but yeah, live streaming video, um, one of the best compliments that I got the other day was from a friend of mine that I admire. And he said, you know, you're real. There's days where you're all dressed up and then there's days where, you know, you look, you look really rough, but you're still going to be on video. You're still going to have that message. And so live streaming, yes, I think that's very important. That's not going away. That goes along with storytelling, but because we're in this, you know, visual world and we have the technology, storytelling and live streaming go hand in hand. Uh, now, so of course now, like I've like, basically it's inevitable that everyone's have to you like do live streaming basically. If you want to, um, and if if you don't want to do live per se, do just regular video until you get comfortable. That's what I've done. Um, and then you get to the point where, like yourself, you just you know hand someone the mic and you're going to have a conversation because it's a normal bo- bodily function. You're used to it, so yeah. Oh, that's okay. So. So of course now you know Houston is. I may might not see Houston as a tech city because it's known mostly for oil and gas. But do you think that mm-hmm. you're gonna see some? You, you do you think we're gonna see mm-hmm. more like tech companies or like social like people embrace social media like not embrace social media but become well known for social media as well because because many might not know about you know, the social media professionals here? Right. That's a great question. I, I say, um, to answer that, we're seeing that there's white space in this industry. And when I say white space, those are blank spaces of opportunity. And so I'm seeing this. Uh, there's trends right now for podcasting. There's more of a, a podcast uh, meetup. There's one that I belong to where they meet monthly. There's more... Um, it's coming. It's coming. But I think, like you said, we were known for oil and gas, space industry. But the technology, absolutely, it is coming. It's just a matter of timing. Um, and we got to keep pushing forward. One of the things that's going to make, I think, Houston stand out is this, this trend that along with the trend, you're going to see more what I call high cognitive fluency, which means how easy do we make it for a human to understand and how easy do we make it for them to think about what your message is, and the message is brought through 
live streaming, technology, blogging, podcast? Um, you're in the process of launching your very own podcast. Uh, can you share about that? I'm getting it together. Um, you know, I want to say the name, but I'm afraid someone's going to take that name out there. But it's coming. Um, I can tell you what the platform will be about. It will be a 30-minute podcast. Um, it's probably going to have three questions, and I'm going to, you know, let that person talk. But I want to find people that have had struggles and have overcome them. Those are the things that inspire all of us. All of us are inspired by that, you know, what is that underdog story that, oh, you know, I had I had nothing and this is what I made happen or I lost it all and then I built this. Um, so that's what it's going to be about. So it'll be anything from entrepreneurs, business, um, projects that are going on in the city, anything that's interesting, it'll be on there. And what led you to start to start this journey, to kind of start, to, you know, doing podcasts? Um the first time I was interviewed was on another a friend of mine's podcast, and um, I listened to it. I really did listen to it, and I heard myself, and I thought, "Wow, you know that that was pretty good." And I and I did I did give good information, so I thought, "Well, maybe if I just focus a little bit more on the delivery of a what I call again small batch storytelling, how many other more people can I reach audio? We live in an earbud world." And not everybody's going to have time to read my SBST, uh, which don't get mixed up with STD. Somebody told me it's STD. I'm like, no, no, small badge storytelling. Um, but we do live in an earbud world. And so that's what led me to think, okay, what's the next level that I can take myself? You know, Sharon Lee Zapata, the bitchy business brief, Zapata group. Because after a while, we become predictable, like we were talking before the before this conversation took place. Do you don't want to become too predictable where – then your audience starts dropping off because, you know, you're, you're doing the same thing over and over. So I think podcast is going to be another, like I said, another doorway. Okay, so, how, so how do you know when you're being predictable? Like how do you avoid it in some ways? That's a good question. You know, um, my following was built, again, because I dumped tons of content, and I did this reverse engineering. I, I built the audience first and then have the product. I don't know why I did it, but that's what I did it because now it was very, it was more streamlined to ask people to go and, you know, buy the book. You know, we had a great book launch. We still have people coming in and, you know, writing about it. Um, oh, God, repeat the question. Like, Yes, how do you know predictability? Oh, Lord, I was talking about something else. Squirrel. Squirrel. Um, so predictability. If you think about it, if your engagement Oops, pop noise. If your engagement is dwindling down to where you're not getting the engagement, then you, you're, you're losing your audience because your audience should either have an opinion or you know, they may or may not like it, but there's engagement. And so when you stop seeing that, also I notice when you stop seeing someone share your content, then it's becoming predictable. Does that make sense? Oh, very interesting. That's interesting there. So... And I guess now, is, I guess, you know, with the pod, not the podcast world, but because cause here's what, here's a question I got to think, ask, because does a business owner do both live streaming and podcasts at the same time? Because there's so many, because there's so much statistics out there that says 
you know, why some should do a podcast and then, of course, live stream is becoming, the, you know, the norm. So should they do both or should they do one or the other? That's a good question. It's, it's going to depend on the business. I, I would say live streaming. Let your audience get to see you physically and, and you know, hear your voice and see you and, and follow you. You know, and a podcast for me is simply it's information. Um, but then again, so is live streaming. So it would just depend. I mean, if you let's say you're a car dealership guy, you know, a woman, you own a car dealership. I can see where live streaming would definitely be um, to their advantage. Now, podcasting for that, you know what? You could. You probably could interview, you know, funny car stories or mechanics or people who design cars. I mean, so, I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, think about it. That's kind of cool. We could do that too. <laughs> that's that's really cool. So, so now, um, now getting back to your book here, how long did it take for you to to put together the the book here? A great question. So last um, May, gosh, it's May now, so it's been a year. Last May, I attended a, a conference in Austin, Texas, called Hot Dokimazo. And it was an unconference conference. In other words, the conference was developed at the conference. It was about 250 people, and it was amazing. We had people from Seattle, Boston, L.A., Houston, New York, and it was all these creatives who came together. And as you're looking at the reader board, you see that your name is next to speak about a topic. So it's kind of scary. Uh, my topic was, was social media. So when I left, I was really inspired, not motivated, but inspired, because motivation is different than inspiration. I don't know if you guys understand that. Motivation is like a hot bubble bath. It's warm. you got suds, and after a while, it's cold water, and you got to get out. Inspiration is always there. So I was inspired to say, okay, let me write these stories and put them together. So that was in May, right? June, July, August. So in three months, in 90 days, I was halfway through Hurricane Harvey hit. Hurricane Harvey, um, my house flooded. I lost all my customers, all my clients. I had to close my office. I literally had to start all over. So between August, September, October, November, even right by Christmas, we finally got our house back together. So in January of this year, I got busy. So if you look at it, January, February, March, April, it took me five months. But knowing what I know now, because I'm already working on the second book, it could probably take me 90 days, maybe even 60 days, from beginning to end, from cover design to everything because now I know what to do. Yeah. Now, I definitely understand. And I'm, mm -hmm. yeah, I guess for me, it's, you know, with the Hurricane Harbor, I'm still, still trying to process all that. But, yeah. but it's, it's one of those things where you, where we kind of, uh, I don't know, I guess, I guess with different people, it takes time to, to process everything. But, but at the same time, you kind of see the resiliency of, Mm -hmm. of business people. And I talked about that in, in one of my chapters or one of the lessons, because they're all lessons, one of the lessons was was really, really good. It's um, your, the problem is not the problem. The problem is your attitude about the problem. And in that lesson, um, I had a breakdown. I had, I wouldn't say a nervous breakdown, but I was depressed. I was sitting in the living room where we all had our mattresses um, when we'd been living there for a month and a half on the floor and I started crying, and, and that's when my husband's like, you know what? It's it's okay. We have our house. We have our air condition. We have food. You know, so what if we're in the living room on a, on a blow-up mattress? It's your attitude about this problem. And he was like, at that point, I was like, you know what? You're right. So 
So um, I went and volunteered with uh, Hub Harvey or Harvey Hub and saw people that were way less fortunate, lost everything. So when you're there volunteering with people who've lost everything, um, it, it helped me have a better mental shift and really just stop that ridiculous, you know, pity party or whatever you want to call it. All right. Mm -hmm. So three more questions. Uh, if you had the opportunity to spend one day with someone you admired, past or present, to learn from, who would that person be? So this is a this is a, a person famous from history, or just just anybody. Does it have to be a person? Could it be an animal? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's something. My old dog. Um, wow. Okay, I'm trying to think of my feet, people, because y'all are going. You're tapping your hands on the table right now. You know, um, I'm at this right now at this very moment. One person I would love to just listen to uh, would be Chris Cornell, who's a musician, of course, from Soundgarden, Audio Slave, who we think he did commit suicide. I'm not sure, but he, his music had a huge influence in my life, and it still does. But I think I'd like to sit down with him and and and, and talk because. He was a really in interesting person. Awesome. So where can people find out more about your company and also your new book? The new book. Well, the new book is only on Amazon, um, which is, you know, Amazon.com. And you can follow me at Twitter is at Sharon Lee Zapata. Um, Facebook, of course, Sharon Lee Zapata. And then at um, Instagram, it's The Bitchy Business Briefs. But you know what? Let's make it simple. Just Google me, and you can find all the dirty secrets on me there. <laughs> so, so Sharon Zapata, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be here on What's the Word. I'm truly honored. Do you have any final words for artists who's watching here on Facebook Live or who will be listening to the show later on? I do. I'm just going to read a couple of the lesson titles, so I think they'll pop. And when I say pop, they're going to resonate with you. Um, Trust your gut. If your gut says they're an asshole, they probably are. Um, don't rob yourself of your own satisfaction and happiness by checking in with everyone else. Um, successful entrepreneurs, I mentioned this earlier, will give you excellent advice in 10 minutes and they'll invite you to leave. We are judged by what we finish, not by what we start. And, I mean, really just, you know, do like my granny would tell me, do not do things half-assed. Nobody likes working with a half-asser. And so... Um, those are my little nuggets of knowledge. Awesome. Uh, Sarah Lynn Zapata, again, thank you for joining me once more. Thank you so much for having me. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.